Hello and welcome to the Live Life Golden Show. This is episode 40, Heal Your Traumas and Live Life from Your Worthiness. This is going to be an in-depth conversation on trauma, what trauma is, what it means, and how you can heal so that you can start creating your life from a conscious perspective, so you can start creating your life from your own power and ability to overcome your past, to let your past go, to let the the past history be in the past and no longer be something that you create from. Many of us have grown up in this society that believes, you know, that we've got these traumas and this is just who I am and this is how I operate in life now and I can't become someone else because I've had these past experiences. Um, that is a very powerless position and that's one that I want to help you get over if that's something that you believe. You know, a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. So if we get away from those beliefs that tell us that we have to live in this powerless state, that, you know, because of what's happened to us that was so terrible, that we can't actually become someone strong and powerful, when we let those things go, we become more. And I am living proof of that. I will share some of my own you know, my own abilities to overcome trauma, you know, childhood traumas and things that have happened to me in the past, and how I'm able to speak today to this because I have worked through so many things in my life, like crazy shit. Okay. So um, healing your traumas. So I went in and I looked at the definition of trauma. So trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event. Immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical. Longer-term reactions include unpredictable emotions, flashback, strained relationships, and even physical disease. So the trauma gets inserted into your body, basically. And when you don't deal with it, and this is the reason why you don't deal with it right away, you can't handle it. It's like too much, like it's a shock to your system. It's too much for your emotional field to handle. So oftentimes we will push it down, which means we hold it inside of our body. I was doing some body work this morning with a, a really awesome guy that I work with. And he was saying like the psoas muscle, which is in your in your re, your abs, you know, like the lower abs and near your hips and your hips as well, they hold a lot of emotion. They hold a lot of things that we're just cramming down. And because of that, we will have back issues or we'll have physical disease or we'll have physical symptoms from not acknowledging what's going on inside. And then often we get these triggered responses because we've never dealt with the emotions underneath. That's what a trigger is. It's an unhealed trauma. And these can be very small things. They don't have to be big, huge, catastrophic events. You know, trauma can be, you know, something that a, a, a sister, a sibling breaking a toy when you were little. That's a trauma, like very small things to a child that became an energy. It became a belief system. It became what you conduct from. It became your identity. So that's why looking at your traumas and really working within them to heal them is going to help you to de-identify with them and become someone else, become the identity of what you are looking to create. So many times and so many people are walking around with this shit and they're just carrying it around on a back, like on their back with a backpack and they're just allowing it to create their lives. And, you know, I've seen a lot, and, and these are the ways in which this trauma stuff gets unhealed over time and becomes things like cancer or disease or alcoholism. Alcoholism, I believe, is a total symptom of unhealed trauma, of not wanting to deal with your trauma. Drug addiction, basically any addiction is an excuse and a distraction from dealing with your traumas. If you're dealing with a lot of physical weight gain, weight gain is always a trauma response because what you're doing is you're putting heavy, dense foods in your body because you have heavy, dense emotions in your body. So those are the foods you're going to be attracted to. You're also eating your emotions, right? Like you're not dealing with your emotions. You're just putting food in to try to like create some sort of pleasure center because there's so much pain in there. There's such a pain body inside of your body that you don't want to deal with, that you're trying to use food to cover that up, to help you not feel the trauma. The best way to, to live life and to live life more fully and more clearly and more deliberately 
is to work in your trauma field. And there are philosophies out there that say we do not need to go back. We do not need to relive things. We do not need to go to therapy. We do not need to talk about these things. And I believe that to a certain extent. Because of frequency, I believe that. If we tuned ourselves into a frequency of joy, love, and appreciation, traumas wouldn't show up for us. But we can't do that all the time. That's like impossible. And if you're holding yourself to that impossible standard, I'm going to give you permission to stop doing that because it's a fallacy. You're, you're walking around saying all these positive things, pretending to be positive. And, a, a, and initially, originally, um, at some point, you're going to be triggered. Somebody's going to trigger you because we're in these relationships. If you can go sit in a cave for the rest of your life, yes, maybe. <laughs> but because we're in relationships and we've got life experience and we came here to expand and grow, you're going to get opportunities to be triggered to heal these traumas because the traumas are part of the expansion and growth, believe it or not. We are brought to this life to expand and grow. That's why we're here. Your mind will often try to talk you out of, that's where the, the addictions come in. That's where the weight gain comes in. That's where the identity of being who you don't want to be comes in from listening to the mind that is always trying to keep you safe and the same. Don't forget about that because that's an important part of this trauma work is the mind will try to keep you safe and the same so there's distraction. Oh, you don't want to feel this right now. Just go eat a piece of candy. You don't want to feel this right now. Just go shopping. Just have a drink. You'll relax, right? Yeah, we know the truth there. Okay, so trauma is that thing in there that created a wound. Okay, so traumas always will create some sort of wound and a vibrational energy towards that wound. So this is like when you're in a relationship with someone, let's say, let's say you guys got married, right? So you got married and you have a history of people cheating on you, right? And your new husband ends up cheating on you because you were creating in that vibrational field of being insecure and jealous and worried and nervous that he was going to cheat on you because you've been cheated on before. You have a trauma, you have a wound, and then he's just going to reflect that trauma and wound to you. But he is also doing you a giant favor. And I know this may go beyond anything you want to believe or anything you want to hear right now, but just hear me out for a second. He is doing you a favor because he is giving you an opportunity to heal this shit inside of you. When we have big traumas like this, right, a marriage ending, um, a big, you know, or um, just a big relationship ending and this big fallout where you've, you've got it, it's so bad, you have to feel the feelings. It's like so intense, you can't run from the feelings anymore. Then you know, okay, this is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to go within, see where these feelings are coming from, and heal them. The problem that I see with people in these situations is they will go to the next relationship, they will drag this enormous trauma around with them, and then it will be recreated over and over again. So if you have a cycle in your life, it is an invitation for you to go and heal this trauma, whatever the trauma is. So the way to do that then is to dig down and to ask yourself those really important questions. Get a meditation practice. You cannot do this stuff without, I believe, somebody somebody can argue with me on this, but I do not believe you can heal this stuff and become a conscious creator without a, a meditation practice. And this is why. Your meditation practice is what's going to create space. It's going to create space between your mind, that monkey mind, that voice that is always talking, 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 and telling you what to do and where to go and what's wrong, that dissatisfied mind, right? And your true self, that true self within, that wholeness, that love, that expression of source, the infinite energy of all that is, you've got to create space between them so that you can disengage from the mind and no longer believe the stories, no longer get trapped in the loops of the old stories, the past energies and the old vibrations that you no longer want to connect with. So going within is the first thing. The next thing is to start journaling, you know, start journaling out what's going on. What am I really feeling? What is at the base of this? What is, and you may need to work with someone on this. Like I've worked with energy healers a lot and I, 
really value the work that they do. It's the work that I do with people. I value it because we have different perspective. We have intuitions. We have guidance that can help you to separate from your confusion and from the cycles that you've been living to give you a different perspective. We can't always get a different perspective on our own because we're so close to it. And because we've got such an entangled belief system in it, sometimes it's hard for us to create a new belief around it without the assistance of somebody else that has the ability to do that. So when you're going through it and you're journaling about it, get to the basis of what am I really feeling? So let's take this insecurity. Let's take this low self-esteem, low self-confidence, or this distrust of people. And let's find out what that's really about and go back in time. You don't have to relive these things because what you're doing is you're going back in time to heal something. You're not necessarily needing to stir up all the energy and go back to that particular trauma and re-traumatize yourself. You're going back to get it and get rid of it. It's a different energy field than going back in just to revisit it and hang out and, 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 you know, talk about how, how awful things are, how awful things were, how, you know, how, how unjustified everything was. It's not about that. It's about information, knowledge, wisdom about who you are and who you want to become. So you go within, you ask the questions, you get through it, and then you start doing some release work. I'm going to do a little release work at the end of this. I've given you guys a little bit of a sample and it's kind of exciting um, what's coming. And and I'm going to post the link in this in my notes today. I've got a lot of things going on and I'm really, I'm super excited. I'm going to interrupt this little conversation so I can just share what's going on with the live life golden situation. So I'm going to post a link. I'm doing subscribers to my podcast and there's two different, actually there's three different ways you can subscribe. One is a $5 option and that's just to support me, support what I'm doing, support the information. When we have an energy exchange, wonderful things happen. Um, it will keep me from having to get ads and sponsors on my thing. I really don't want to be a commercial. I don't want any commercials on this. So it'll keep the podcast super clean. Um, the second way is $20 a month, and, the, and I'm going to have additions in that group. So there's going to be things that I'm going to share with you that I don't share with others, like guided meditations. These emotional releases, um, I probably won't be sharing after today on the podcast. There'll be an extra for my for my um, my VIP group, we're calling you. And then there's a way to just give a donation, just a solid donation of what you feel the energy exchange was for the show or for the, um, you know, for the whole program. The reason why I'm doing this, um, podcast is because I have so much passion and I love talking about this and it's growing and it's growing and it's growing and it's growing. And if I can monetize the podcast and do it, um, from this higher perspective of abundance and love and wisdom, then there's going to be, a, there's going to be an even more energy exchange, like the energy exchange. This is what you have to understand about energy exchange. When you take people's information and you exchange something and you give back and you appreciate and you love, and I have a lot of people that do that for me. I'm incredibly blessed at the messages that I get. When you do that and you say, I value you, I value you as a human, I value what you give to the world, you are worthy, that worthiness comes back to you. Because what you're saying is, I am worthy to receive this information. I put value on this information, so this information means more. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Anytime I've paid for programs or I've really get engaged with someone's worthiness and I'm like, you are so worth it. And because of that, I am worth it. When I have sold my big programs, I have really noticed a shift in these women who say yes. They don't just say yes to me and yes to the work. They say yes to themselves. So that's the part of this um, podcast that's going to grow and it's going to be different because I'm going to be able to give more value, to do guided meditations, to spend more time on this because it's going to be monetized. I can actually really justify spending more time on it. So that's super exciting. The other super exciting thing that's happening is on Wednesday, I am going to uh, put Quantum Speak on audio. And this is something that I've been thinking about for years. People have asked me from like the get-go, do you have this on audio? And this is the thing about putting your voice out there. And, and I want you to really think about this. If you've been thinking about doing a podcast, if you've been thinking about 
a YouTube channel or you've been thinking about getting out there and sharing your gifts and using your voice, but something is stopping you, I want you to recognize this. We all have a fear of being seen. There's like this inferiority complex that we were born with because we came in as babies. We came in as these helpless babies and we were raised by people who didn't necessarily see our gifts and talents, value our gifts and talents, or even value themselves. So we came in kind of at this little bit of a deficit. And now that we've grown up and now that we're listening to things and we're starting to remember who we are, we can step and stand in a whole new place. We can use our voice. We can get over that fear of being seen. We can put ourselves out there. But when you first do it, it's like everyone's fear of public speaking, right? Most of the fear of public speaking is self-judgment. Yeah, you're judging yourself because if you're nervous about what people are thinking about you, then you're thinking shitty stuff about yourself. Because if you really knew who you were and you really felt powerful and you really felt worthy, you would shout your shit from the rooftops. You would be like me. You would not be able to hold it in. And that was basically what happened to me over the last couple of years. I couldn't hold it in anymore. I felt like I have to do something. Even if it's sitting in my house, talking to my computer, I have to get this information out because it has impacted my life so much and it's part of my gift. It's part of my personal fulfillment and my own self-actualization of being in a human body and what I have to offer for being here. So that the audio version, I feel like, was part of that kind of fear of being seen. So what happened was um, not a couple of days ago, like a week ago, one of my clients reached out to me and she was like, you know, I love audio books and I listen to them a lot and it would be so great if Quantum Speak was on audio. And something just clicked and I went, oh yeah, okay, let me look that up. So I went on my computer and I started looking it up and uh, a couple things happened. One, I had a belief that you don't really make money off of audiobooks, which is totally untrue. And two, I realized there was a recording studio like 10 minutes from my house. So I'm like, well, I'm going to call this recording studio. It took me like a day or two to do it because, you know, there's resistance. There's a resistance around creativity. There's a great book out by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art. I highly suggest it. I listened to that book. I wrote my book in seven days after I listened to that book because I realized the resistance to my creativity was my own doing and that I could overcome it by deciding that I was the identity of an author, that I could step into that place every single day and sit my ass in a chair and write a book. And that's exactly what I did. So um, when it comes to that war of creativity and, and getting out there and letting people see you and letting people hear you, there is a healing um, journey that you go on through that. Yeah. Walking through that fear, being seen, letting your voice be heard, allowing yourself to not give a crap what anybody thinks anymore. And you will have moments. There's moments. I My first couple of speaking things, they were rough. They were rough and it was scary. And I was in and out of like good things and not so good things, trying to prove myself and, and pulling, you know, there was, it was energy that I needed to work through. And fear is not a reason to not work through your energy field. Fear is an invitation to work through that energy field. Whenever I have fear about something, I'm like, ah, shit, that means I need to do it. I got to do it. Like if I'm feeling called to something and I feel a bunch of kind of angst around it and fear around it, first of all, fear and excitement are the same energy. They're the same exact energy. It's just the filter we throw them through. So it's the meaning that we give to them, that fear, that meaning that we give to it. I'm fearful. I'm scared. They're going to make fun of me. They're not going to receive what I'm giving out. Or I'm super freaking excited about this. And my excitement is like palpable. I can feel it in my, in my energetic body. I can feel the fear. I can feel the excitement. And when you start convincing yourself that it's excitement instead of fear, it manifests totally differently. You will still do great even if you get beyond your fear and do it, but it feels so much better to do it from excitement rather than fear. So that's what I did. I had to step in. And I'm really excited about it. I'm not dreading it. I'm actually, I'm pumped to read my book again. I haven't read it in a few years, so I'm pumped to read it. And uh, 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited to read it from my life now and my perspective now because it's changed, right? It, it changes over the years. So it's going to be fun to do. And I'm really, I cannot wait to share it with the world. So let's get back to trauma. The reason why I shared those two stories in the middle of this is because this is me owning me. This is me owning my worthiness, owning my truth, and owning who I am so that I can allow you to see where I've come from. I've come from some crazy shit. I've come from some, you know, serious physical and emotional abuse as a child. And that doesn't say like, you know, that my family was horrible. It it was just a circumstance that I needed to walk through in order to heal, in order to forgive, in order to become who I am today. And in order for me to speak to this, because, you know, if I didn't have this stuff in my life, I wouldn't really be able to lend to understanding people's trauma or working with people through their traumas. I had someone recently, I was working in a session and they were like, oh yeah, like, have you ever been through anything? Have you ever been scared? And, you know, I was like, yeah, my life was threatened. At one point I had a knife up against, you know, I had a knife across my throat. I had a phone cord wrapped around my neck. I mean, I was at the, I was at the edge of life a few times from an abuser and it was terrible. It was horrible. In fact, to this day, and I know I've shared this before, I can't put a mask over my face because I've had moments of someone trying to suffocate me. So those are real traumas that exist in my emotional body that I needed to work through and I needed to release. Have I completely healed? I believe so. I believe I've healed a lot of that. Do I still not like a mask on my face? I do not. (laughs) I just do not. I feel like it's very restrictive. And, um, I feel like there's something really about my emotional connection with my whole face and my smile and the way I connect with people. So there's part of that. But as far as healing my traumas, I have been able to let that history go so that I don't walk around in it. It doesn't own me. I don't identify with it. I only share it so that you know that I have something, you know, that I have these things that I've walked through that I've been able to heal from and become more from. I have gone through extensive therapy. I've gone through journaling about this from a a perspective of creating from the gifts. So this is a wonderful way, and this is something that I share with people and also energy healers will do this for you, is giving you a different perspective on your trauma. So I was able to write a letter about the gifts, like a letter to myself about all the gifts that I received for what I walked through in my life. And this is, it is so empowering to do this. And let me explain why. Um, I'm actually going to use a TV show and hopefully I won't ruin it if you haven't seen it yet. So um, we were watching Ted Lasso. Now we've watched Ted Lasso. It's on Apple TV three times. It is so fantastic. Uh, We just found a new show called Trying, which is also really, really good. But Ted Lasso just has so many, oh my gosh, just wonderful messages and emotions and just, it's a really wonderful show, super lighthearted, but also has a depth to it. So um, there were two characters in the, in the show whose fathers had died. And I watched them both go through this one episode where someone gave them the ability to see the good. So the one guy, his dad had committed suicide, was super angry at his dad. And the therapist helped him to see like, what was good about your dad? That's what she asked. What was good about your dad? And so he started to remember what was so great about his dad. And that kind of pulled the energy out. It pulled the pain out, right? And so he did the same thing for this other character whose dad had died. And she was really angry with him for cheating on her mom. And she said, and he said to her, you know, I remembered your dad was a, a wonderful dancer. And, uh, and, and it, you could see the shift in her face, just like the shift in his face. And it was like, oh, yeah, there was good things. Because when we have these traumas and when we have terrible experiences happen and, and no one acknowledges them, right? They don't get acknowledged. They don't get worked on. So we just shove them down. We tend to take that ball of energy and feed off of it all the time. So we've got no access to anything else, right? Like we have no access to the good stuff that's happened. I was working with a woman once and she, um, I believe she was adopted. 
And we went through her childhood and how she, you know, for the first six months of her life, she didn't have parents. And her belief was, and she didn't have anything to really validate this belief. This was just her like story of what happened to her is that no one paid any attention to her when she was little, that she was very much left alone and very much abandoned. So when we have that abandonment energy, especially people who have been adopted, have that feeling, they come into the world feeling rejected right? Rejected and abandoned. They didn't want me, so they gave me away. And it doesn't matter how loving your adoptive parents are, you come in with that belief and that's the underlying vibration that your parents can't change because it's an internal healing game that you, so they, I mean, they will do the smallest things and it will be this big catastrophic thing that you believe that you're not worthy. So in that, um, in that perspective, when it comes, we looked at her life and we looked at her stories and we looked at the things that she was going through. And we realized that when she was small, someone had given her this little kitten. And so she had this little kitten that was like her little angel. And so she wasn't really alone. So we pulled from these experiences and then we found other people in her life that she had so because we got that perspective, we were able to connect with other energies. And before you knew it, her life story didn't feel so awful. It didn't feel so heavy. She was able to heal from it because she realized that it was just a story. It's all just a story, right? And the story that you tell yourself is a story you create from. It's the energy you create from. So if you can find higher perspective, if you can find the gifts, then you're going to be much better equipped to change the past and to let the past go from a perspective of really healing so that trauma doesn't bleed out over your life. I have been all over the place. I haven't looked at my notes once, so we're going to go back to that. Unhealed trauma cycles in relationships. So looking at your relationships and looking at the feelings that you've had through those relationships. So if you've had some trauma in your relationships, if you've had, you know, friendships that have ended, cycles of your friendships have ended a certain way, you've got to start looking at the underlying vibration. Like, how do I really feel about myself? You know, do I feel worthy? Do I feel worthy of love? Do I love myself? You know, is, are people able to love me because I love myself? Because if you don't love yourself, people are going to have a hard time loving you. So going within and getting that self-healing love game on is all about that quieting the mind practice and getting in touch with like, who am I really? Who am I really at the core? Well, at the core, you're an expression of love. You're an expression of all that is. So if you get to the core of that and you really connect with it on a daily basis, you know, 15, 20 minutes every day of putting yourself in that quiet space you're going to start feeling the worthiness of who you are and you're going to start creating from that vibration and allowing these emotions to come up so that you can heal them. A cycle is always, always an invitation to heal. A cycle, a cycle of trigger, a cycle of relationships ending. It's always an invitation to go in there and be like, okay, where's my stuff in this? How am I creating this over and over again? Because if it's happening over and over again to you, with different people, then you're the, you know, you're the factor. You are the factor. Everything in your life. If it's jobs, if you've been doing the same thing with jobs, careers, finances, if you're living that same cycle over and over again, you have to look at yourself because you take yourself with you wherever you go. You can move across the country, but you're still taking yourself with you and you're going to recreate the same thing. If you want to expand and grow and become more, you got to look at these cycles. You got to, and you got to, it's an invitation to heal. So journaling definitely helps. Um, and when you're looking journaling, when you're journaling these things out, like, what do I really feel? And you're digging down deep. What is the basis of my feeling here? It's usually powerlessness. It's usually unworthiness. Then it's asking yourself, okay, what, what did this trauma give me in the way now that I can offer? What, like, who have I become because of this trauma? And there is gifts. If you look for them, you will find them. You may need someone else to tell you what they are if you're really in a low self-critical place. If you don't have your self-love game on, it may be harder to find it, but there are people around you that you have helped. There are people around you that see your gifts and talents that know what you're good at. So you may need to, to ask, like, 
you know, where do you see the gifts for this in me? Where do you see that I have excelled past this? And maybe you haven't yet. Like maybe you're still stuck in your trauma. Maybe you need time to to get, maybe you're listening to this podcast so that you can get through that. And that's cool. That's cool because I'm here for you and I'm excited about that journey. How strong are you now and how much appreciation can you feel for the journey you've been on? There's things you can appreciate. There is always a reason to appreciate, always. Well, you know, when I was riding the train the other day and there was this girl and she started talking to me about her family, you know, I was able to offer that that she's going to get through this, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that there is healing, there is forgiveness. And because of what I've been through, I was able to tell her like, hey, it's going to be okay. And in the human experience, you know, connecting with someone and resonating with them on what they've been through and offering something that really helps is so fulfilling. And I believe it's part of why we're here is that human connection, that resonance, that really connecting together and helping people to up-level, showing, you know, shining that light back when people are walking through the dark. By changing your perceptions, you change everything. I just changed, I just shared that Ted Lasso story, and I feel very committed to helping people to gain a different perspective on their traumas. Like, why did I go through this? Like, Okay, so this guy cheated on me. And I don't, this is not my experience. This is just, I've worked with a lot of women on this subject. I am men as well. I actually have worked with a few, quite a few men on this subject as well. And when when you're walking through a trauma like that, when somebody cheats on you, or when you're starting to feel they're pulling away and they're not trusting you, and you're starting to get more desperate, and you're starting to feel, you know, that abandonment issue is flaring up for you again. And you look back over the course of your life and you see these relationships falling apart time and time and time again, you got to stop. You got to stop. You got to give it some space. You got to do your own work so that you can become more and create something different. Um, My daughter is a great example of this. She has been in relationships her whole life that have been pretty rocky. And the relationship with her daughter's dad um, ended a few years ago. And she's been basically single since. She's had a few things that happened that were, you know, potentials, but she is just on a healing journey. She quit drinking alcohol. She's on a healing journey. I'm incredibly proud of her. And she's getting herself solid because she doesn't want to recreate anymore. She's tired of the cycles. She wants to awaken. She wants to become more. She wants to find that person that reflects the love that she is. And at, you know, almost 28 years old, Yeah, her birthday's Friday. Oh my goodness, she's going to be 28. At 28 years old, that's incredible to do that. You know, I see lots of women well into their 50s and 60s who are still doing this that are that are now asking the question that are so damaged. You know, that that not damaged, but they feel so damaged. They feel so hurt. They feel so traumatized. That guess what? They can't go on anymore like this. They've got to look without. They've got to look look for things. They've got to they've got to study. They've got to research. They've got to figure it out. They've got to go within. They've got, they, they, they get on that spiritual journey. They decide to awaken. They decide to become aware. And because of that, so much happens. They take their freaking life back on all fronts. And I've seen it and I love it. And it's one of my favorite things that we do. It really is. They take their power back on all fronts because something happened that was so traumatic that un, it basically blew it up. It blew up the trauma so much that it was like, okay, I can no longer live my life on the surface. I have to go within. I've got to figure this out and I have to stop creating this. Sometimes it's got to get really bad before we'll do the work. And it's actually doing you a favor. That guy who left you, that girl that left you, that cheated on you, actually did you a favor because it made you go within and go, oh my gosh, this feels so awful. I don't want to do this again. How do I not do this again? And when you start asking those questions and you start going within and start journaling, I'm going to give you another little exercise that is really helpful. You will start healing. And when you start healing, you will stop recreating the same bullshit over and over again in the same relationships with different people or even the same people. 
you know, are you living this as the same cycle with the same person over and over again? And you're just, you're at your wits end. Yeah, it's not working. Okay, well, let's do something different. And the biggest thing when it comes to changing things, like really, really changing things in your life, like catastrophically changing things. This is what catastrophically changes things. It is your response. It is all in your response. It is all in what you have a handle on to hold, to decide, to walk through, to emit that frequency. It's that frequency that you decide to be in on a daily basis over and over and over again. If you're living in the past, if you're if you're, you know, living in that trauma and you're you're going over and over and over again, you're tuned into that radio station, that frequency, that dial, and you won't be able to heal because it's all you can hear and it's all you can see. You've got your blinders on. So you got to tune out of that frequency by deciding I'm going to give this shit a rest. I'm going to give it a rest. I'm going to stop thinking about it. And then it's a mind training game of interrupting those thoughts and putting yourself on a pathway that says, okay, if I'm so traumatized right now, if I'm in so much shock right now that I can't even look at that and I can't deal with it, what can I do right now? What can I appreciate about my life? What can I love about my life? How can I love myself more? Right? What can I do for myself that will show me that I love me and I don't have to go outside of myself to try to find it and be desperate and recreate this stupid cycle over and over again. Okay, so here's the little exercise that you can do. The very first thing when it comes to letting go of the past is to A, number one, start living your life from the present. I know, it's so hard. It really is. We've got all these judgments and all these beliefs and all these thoughts and this run-on list of stuff we have to do every day. And because of that, it can be really challenging to create something new, but get super present. And that's a mind training game, is being in front of people, hearing what they're saying, looking at what's in front of you, studying your, you know, really thinking about your drive, really thinking about washing your arm in the shower, really thinking about the dishes that you're washing, really being present with what is in front of you. Focused and presence will take you out of the past. It will help you to no longer be in the past. You know, those, those times when you're doing something and like time stands still, like you lose track of time. Yeah, that's presence. When you're fully in the presence and the present moment, that's when you start to de- you detach from the past and it no longer becomes this constant like running, running, running story, this thing that you're living over and over and over again. If you're having a hard time with that and you're talking about it a lot and you're activating it a lot and it's all you can think about, you've got to get that practice of meditation in and start breaking away from it and start doing things that are for you and no longer about this other person who did you dirty. They did you dirty, but they also did you a favor. They were here to help you wake up. They were here to help you heal. Okay, so here's the exercise. Go Going within, doing a little journaling exercise and asking yourself, first of all, whatever it is about yourself that you've been carrying around, ask yourself, do I need to believe this? right? Do I really need to believe this about myself? And then the second question is, why do I define myself this way? So why do I define myself as this victim or as this person who always has this crap happen to them? Why am I, why am I emitting a frequency of victimhood, first of all? And then because a belief is just a thought you keep thinking, write down where you think these beliefs came from. Write down where you think they came from. Oh, this one came from my math teacher who said I was really bad at math. And this one comes from my grandma who told me that I was not skinny enough. Like go through, and my grandma didn't do that. I swear my grandma was amazing. She was a beautiful lady. She, I don't think she ever said a harsh word to me in her whole life. She just loved, loved, loved me. And now I love being a Gigi because that's what I get to do. I just get to love, 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 and it feels so good. So I know what my grandma's doing, and I've got that running through me. So write it down, write down, where do I think this belief came from? And do I need to keep believing it? Do I want to keep believing it? And if you don't, then write down your new belief, write down your new belief, and then moving forward, focus more on that new belief 
than that old belief. So let's say, let's take um, like eating healthy and exercising. That's an easy one because it's kind of a science. And, you know, you may have some resistance, you may have some trauma, whatever, whatever. Let's get to the bottom of that. The real thing about identifying as a strong, healthy, fit person is just a solid, you're like one freaking decision away. And I know it may feel like it's my whole life though. You know, it's like, I need to do so many things to make that happen. And it's like, mm, not so much. It's a solid decision. It's a decision carried through by your actions. So if I'm a strong, healthy, fit person, what do I do? I get up and I exercise every day. I don't question my exercise. I don't ask myself if I want to. I don't ask myself if I'm tired. I don't ask myself if I feel like it. I don't do those things because I'm identifying with a strong, healthy, fit person and they just go work out. So that's what I do. As far as eating healthy goes, you know, it's not that difficult if you're not shoving food down with your emotions. It's really not that difficult. It's like, okay, I got a plan. This is what I'm going to eat today. There's a little prep involved. Um, get over your fear of cooking or your hating of cooking would be really helpful. Um, I used to all the time like dread dinner, like have a bunch of resistance around dinner. And I, and I always said, I don't mind cooking. I never minded cooking. It was the idea. Like what idea am I going to create tonight? Because, you know, they want dinner every freaking night. So um, I got over that. And now it's kind of like fun. Like yesterday, we were laying around, we were being lazy. Um, we had worked out in the morning really hard. And I had a week of just working out It was like my seventh day working out. So I was tired, right? Tired. And we're laying watching TV. And my husband's like, um, so do you want to get takeout for dinner? And I was like, No, I don't want I don't want takeout. I don't want food from a restaurant. I just want my good, healthy, yummy food. I want to feel good. So um, I get excited now about creating something. So, and I do it all the time. Like I will literally just create something from nothing. Like I just go down, I find things, I put ingredients together and it's delicious. And if you don't believe that you have the ability to do that, well, let's get you over that and let's just start creating. Let's start doing it. So we do a little food prep. There's no, you know, there's no question of that, but it doesn't take long. It's not a big deal. So I don't make it this big thing. I just make sure that I have the food that I need to be healthy, strong, and fit. And because of that, I am. So in order to get past that like demotivation or I'm too tired, you have to override the mind and you have to decide, listen, I want to be in the identity of this body. I know I have the potential to create it. I need to do this, this, and this, and this is what I'm going to do every day because I'm done with the mental bullshit. I'm done with beating myself up about this. I'm done with not being the person that I want to be, and I'm ready to move forward in the energy field of doing this for myself, right? Like that's self-love, doing this for myself so that I can become who I say I want to become. It's It seems simple, I know, and it actually is very simple. Uh, this is something I share with a lot of people, like you're one decision away from what you want. It's the mind and the old beliefs and the past histories and energies that keep you from moving forward into that energy field of what you're looking to create. So we got to get back to those beliefs. We got to connect with them. We got to connect with the vibrations, the feelings, and help them release, which I'm going to show, show you at the end. But journaling is a huge way of writing things down and getting them out of your body. You can rip it up, you can burn it, you can do whatever you want, but just get it out and get yourself really clear about what the beliefs are that you no longer want to create from. Because when you get that clarity, then you're going to be able to create something different because as soon as you see it in your mind, you're going to recognize it. And when you recognize it, then you can change it. Awareness doesn't necessarily change things, but it does freaking help. You got to be aware in order to change things. It's actually the response that really does change things. So once you have the awareness, you do the healing work, you do the journaling and you go, oh, there's a chocolate cake in front of me. And there's um, my decision of whether I'm going to go to the gym or not. Who do I want to be? Do I want to be the person who eats the chocolate cake and lays on the couch watching TV, or do I want to identify with the healthy, strong, fit person? Once you got that story going on and you decide that you're the healthy, strong, fit person, that cake has no, it's got no power over you. And then eventually that cake just kind of becomes like, oh, I don't want to eat that because I don't want to feel that way. I don't want, I don't want the mental pain from eating that. I don't want the, the lethargy lethargy. I don't want any of what that cake stands for because it makes me feel like shit. Eventually you'll get to that point. 
once you're in that identity of that strong, healthy person, you know, you still might have a bite of cake, but you're not going to eat the whole cake and lay around and watch TV. And if you do, it's going to feel different. It's not going to feel normal to you anymore. It's going to go against the grain of the belief that you're creating from. And then you're going to go, oh shit, I don't want to do that. And then you're going to do something different. And a lot of times, you know, when we commit to something and we fall off of this, I watch it with um, the alcohol group that I follow a lot. And in my own journey with alcohol, I've noticed a lot. The awarenesses that I've created from going back to drinking have been massive. It's like, it's kind of like just taking that relationship and pulling it apart and then seeing the truths that are involved with it to the point where it doesn't have the, the handle on me that it used to at all. I can say no to it whenever I want. So that like those processes that we need to go through are part of the expansion and growth of letting addictions go, of letting, you know, substances go that no longer serve our life. And that goes with food as well. I have a lot of a lot of awareness about the way that food makes me feel and the way that carbohydrates make me need a nap. Um, on Friday, we went to Fun Friday and I had a, had a quesadilla, which wasn't bad. It wasn't super unhealthy. Um, light cheese, light on the cheese. And then we had ordered French fries. And I swear within an hour, I was dragging ass so bad. The French fries were so delicious and I will say they were worth it. But I came home and I took like a solid hour nap. And throughout the weekend, I did a couple of times where I had like a way too many carbohydrates for me because I'm on like a super high protein thing where I just, it keeps my blood sugar super, super stable. Um, if you follow the philosophies, and I've never been like a keto person or an Atkins person, but if you follow the philosophies and the science of this protein thing, um, it stabilizes your blood sugar. And when you eat things like bread and, and um, sugar and all that stuff, it just spikes your insulin and then you end up like crashing. So that's been a huge part of me just like stabilizing my blood sugar so I feel good all the time and my energy is really good. But when I do that on the weekend, sometimes it's like, oh man, I just need, I need healthy food in my body. Like I just need to get back to that. So it becomes like not who I am anymore. So I don't do it as much, but if I do do it, there's an awakening and a processing that I'm doing afterwards that's super valuable. So I don't need to beat myself up. You don't need to beat yourself up because beating yourself up just takes you back. It does. It actually impedes your progress when you beat yourself up. When you take long stretches of time of not drinking or long stretches of time of not eating unhealthy foods or long stretches of time of not being angry or being in these low dense frequencies, and then you go back to it, it feels different and it feels less of who you are. And it helps you to be aware of, okay, that doesn't work for me. So in the next time I'm going to do it differently. And that's really valuable because then it becomes a game of, you know, I can do whatever I want whenever I want. And I know that if I do, there's a consequence, but I'm aware of it. I'm totally aware of it. Okay. So, so the feeling of, um, okay. So overcoming trauma. So we did that. We did the exercise. Overcoming trauma means looking at it and walking through the fear. So it doesn't mean that, you know, we look at the trauma and we go, okay, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go run away from it. I'm going to go distract myself. I'm going to go drink. I'm going to go do this and that. It means you look at the trauma and you, and you go within and you really, you sit with it. You sit with those feelings. You journal about them. You connect with them. You acknowledge them. So often in life, we haven't been taught to acknowledge our emotions. And because of that, we have a society of people who are living on the surface with that quiet desperation underneath. So this is healing that. So overriding the mind and the stories and proving the stories wrong. So when we start proving the stories wrong, we know that that healed trauma is changing. Our responses are different. We're no longer screaming at our kids. We're no longer jumping down our husband's throat. We're no longer having a fit when something happens. We've got to pause. We've got the ability to sit back. We've got the ability to ask ourselves, how do I want to respond to this? And then the answer is based on what do I want more of? What frequency do I want to tune into with this? This is so important in relationships 
because it, especially as moms, dads, parents, we're always looking to be dissatisfied with our kids. Like we're always looking at what they're doing wrong. We're always pointing it out. And definitely, hello, here, yep. So if we really want to have a healthier and, and better relationship, we've got to tune ourselves into the frequency about what we love about people, about what is good about them. We've got to find compassion. If someone, you know, if you're in a marriage and you've got like a super heavy reaction to your partner, going within and asking yourself what that's about, or if they have a super strong reaction to you, it's looking for the compassion in that. Well, let me just think about what he goes through every day. Let me think about what he's dealing with. Let me think about what his anger might represent. You know, maybe he's just feeling stuck in the middle. Maybe he's feeling like he can't make everybody happy and it's frustrating and it's a powerless position. Once you get to compassion, you shift the energy. And, you know, we don't do this very often in our marriages, our relationships, but just asking people if they're okay. What are you feeling? Why are you so upset? You know, let's get to the bottom of this so that we can heal it so we don't have to deal with this anymore. So really being compassionate and helping people work through their stuff is a huge part of becoming a successful family or a successful relationship. But if you were always focused on what that person is doing wrong, you're never going to get anywhere. Neither one of you are ever going to get it. You're just not. You're going to keep playing the same tunes over and over and over again. And as much as you think they need to change in order for you to be okay, it is not true because if they leave and somebody else comes and you haven't worked on your shit, you're going to create the same thing with that next person. So you might as well work with the person you got right in front of you and say, how can we make this better? How can we make this better for all of us, for both of us? What do you need? What do I need? You know? But you got to get out of your own way. You got to get out of that focusing on what's wrong with them and trying to fix them and start working on your own game. Alrighty. So always, 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 if you want to change something in your life, you have to change your response. You have to decide how you want to respond. My husband and I have this kind of a policy right now that when something happens that's triggering, we don't deal with it right away. We just sit with it and we let it process because that reactive response is going to be very different than if I get time to process. So it's like, I'm on process this. I'm going to get back to you because if I talk to you about this right now, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty and I'm not going to say the things that I really want to say that are important for me to initiate how I feel, to share how I feel from an untriggered position, from a position of settling with it, you know, working on it and processing it. Man, if we did that, life would be so different. Anytime you want to change your life, change your relationships or anything, any cycles, any cycles in your life, anything, you've got to work on your responses. You got to work on those triggers, those triggers that are an invitation to heal. Work on how do I want to respond? How do I want to be? See, the thing about emotions and triggers and traumas and all of that stuff is we get addicted to them. We get addicted to them. Are you addicted to drama? Are you a drama queen? Do you love drama? Yeah. You're saying that you don't love it, but then you're recreating it over and over again. So maybe you don't love it, but you got an addiction to it. And the reason why we have an addiction, an addiction to these things is because we get these downloads. We get these hormonal downloads, these chemicals that go into our bodies, these responses that we're used to, that are familiar, that feel like us, that feel that we identify with. And if we want to become happy, joyful, appreciative, high vibrational beings, we've got to separate from this shit. And we've got to stop being addicted to the emotions of drama and what that drama creates. Maybe it makes you feel important. Maybe problems and dramas and relationships makes you feel needed, makes you feel like you matter. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather just know myself inside. I'd rather know that I matter than create a scenario that makes me feel like I matter. I don't know, I'd rather get love from a healed and whole place instead of a a damaged, wounded, and trauma place. I just would rather. And me, and I think you would too if you're listening to this. Okay, no one can take your trauma. Okay, so no one can. Let's just see what this says. Because you know my handwriting sometimes. 
Yeah, so becoming a conscious creator, not creating by default, is a level of awakening. Letting go of that victimhood is a level of awakening. And if you really want to awaken to that, you've got to let go of victimhood and start awakening to the fact that you're creating all of this shit. This is your play. These are your cast of characters. You're the producer. You're the main character. You're in this. So you've casted all these people. So what are they showing you? I had a situation the other day. It was really interesting. And it was somewhat of like, I'm so like introspective. I really like just reflecting and, and asking myself like why things happen. So two things happened. One was this person who was selling like a program to become a speaker. And she, um, and, and, you know, I started following her and, I, and she was cool. And I thought she was, you know, authentic and stuff. And then when I reached out to her, I felt brushed off. Like I totally felt brushed off. And, and I went within and I asked myself, and I actually had my husband read the message. because I'm like, am I just like wounded here? What the hell's happening? Cause I don't, don't normally feel that way. Um, and you know, he was just like, yeah, it's like, there's no, there's no like care to connect. It, it felt like there was no care to connect. And I, one of my things that's really important to me, and maybe this will change over time, and I hope it doesn't because this is about the human connection, is I really, really think it's important to help people in that 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 energy of love and feeling like they matter, of really connecting with people to go, you matter, you are worthy. My intention and fulfillment is always to reflect the worthiness of who you are. It is. It's not doing this show to tell you what you have wrong with you and what you're doing wrong. It's to show you that you have the potential to do it. So when somebody does that, I thought, you know, at first I was kind of like, hmm, yeah, uh-huh. All right. Okay, cool. I'm not going to answer that message. And then after I like went within and I, and I really thought about it, I thought about what was important to me, right? That, that thing about mattering, that thing about human connection, about relationships and not just making it all business and trying to sell things to people. God, I hate that. Um, and then it was about, oh, thank you, universe. And this happened, this is, this happened twice. Thank you for <clears throat> making that not a thing for me. Like you basically did me a favor by showing me that that was not the path to take. Remember, we get to watch the energy field. And if the energy field doesn't feel like that's the pathway, it was a lot of money, right? Like I would have spent a lot of money. Um, thank you for showing me. This has happened so many times in my, in my life that I'm super aware of it. And then the second time was somebody who was looking for a podcast guest on trauma. Funny, I'm doing a trauma show today. And um, her response was so weird to me. And I just put out that I, you know, talk about universal law and I've, and I've healed from a lot of trauma in my life. And, and it was just a post on Facebook. And she came back and said something about these people have wounds from religious and spiritual trauma. So you are not a fit. And I thought, what? Like, I wasn't even talking about religion or spirituality. It was the strangest thing. And I thought, oh, Thank you, universe. We are not a fit. So re recognize that. Vibrational alignment is so much of being healed from trauma. Like recognizing that this is vibrational alignment, that no one can hurt me. No one can activate these wounds unless I give them permission. If I'm healed and whole, I don't have these wounds to be activated and I don't have to take anything personally. If somebody is not contacting me, if somebody's not reaching out to me, if somebody is not in alignment with what I do or going to enhance my growth and spirituality and my expansion, then thank you, universe, for not letting me waste my time. So that's huge. When you can stop taking things personally and go, oh, it's vibrational alignment. That And that relationship ended because it's not. It, I wasn't vibrationally aligned with it. Um, I was working with someone recently, and it was an, a, an ended relationship, and we talked about the relationship, and I was like, girl, you were way up here, and he was way down here. And letting this relationship go is a huge part of you stepping into that higher vibrational life. He did you a favor. So recognize that. When you recognize that, you will become the most powerful creator because you're no longer taking people's shit personally and you're healing from your trauma so you no longer have to create from them. And that healing is an inside job. No one can help you heal. I mean, there are people that are put in place in our journeys to wake us up, to traumatize us so much that we have to pay attention to it. But it's an inside job. You're the one that has to go within and work on these stories, work on these beliefs in order to create something new. 
Um, and you must, you must decide to no longer feel this way and let people off the hook. So letting go of resentments, anything that's happened in the past is letting people off the hook so that you are able to have a different relationship with them. Let them off the hook. They did what they did because they needed to do it. You learned from it. You can heal from it. And because of that, you can either go on with your relationship or the relationship ends either way. Um, when it, when you're letting go of the past and you're truly living in the present, that's when you have the ability to really tune your frequency and you're no longer going to be activating from old energies or past wounds because you're tuning your frequency to present day awareness. When we tune our frequency, this is how you tune your frequency. So you go within and that mind and your monkey mind and everything that's happening in your mind and you rise above it. So you ask yourself, okay, what do I have right now that feels really good to think about? And what do you got to be a conscious creator here? You got to be aware and you have to have the ability to have that space. What feels really good? How can I appreciate right now? Like what is really good in my life? Like all of a sudden I'll just have this like, boo, this burst. I always feel like it's like, like God is reaching in and going, all right, here you go, sweetheart. Like here it is. And all of a sudden I'll just have this burst. I it happened to me this morning. I was like low energy this morning and I had to go to Laguna to see my body worker. And I always feel better after I see him just because I think he releases stuff out of my body and we have a great conversation and we always laugh and it's super cloudy here today and rainy and like 50 degrees and just blah. And there's no key in his place. So it was really cold. So I walk out of his office and I'm going to my car. I'm excited to get back to my house where it's like cozy and warm. And I just kind of have this burst of like gratitude for life. And I was tuning my frequency before I walked into his office, just thinking about all the wonderful things I have, the love, the energy, the great weekend I had, the wonderful friends I have. And, you know, if you don't have this big, big life, this big, joyful life, you got to pull from the little things, the sky, the flowers, the snow, the trees, the birds, you got to pull from the little things. You got to pull from the the warm coffee in your hands, the warm cup of tea, the the sweet little kitten in your in your house, your dog, whatever it is that helps you to feel that expression of love and joy. If you focus more on that than the dissatisfied part of yourself, the part that wants to work on the problems, you will tune your frequency to that. And you won't be coming from so much trauma. You won't be dragging that past around. It's, it's when you're letting your mind go over and over and over again, those, those, those shitty energies. That's when you're really coming from that trauma response. So it's like, what do I want to create? What am I here to create in this moment right here, right now? What do I have the potential to feel? What do I have the potential to tune myself into? What is good right now? Such a good question. All right, so I'm going to do a quick little exercise um, on trauma response. So you want to get in your chair, and you want to sit up nice and straight. <clears throat> you like to have your spine straight. And you're just going to take a couple of deep breaths. And I want you to go within and just ask yourself, you know, where is this emotion in my body, first of all? So oftentimes I feel this for people. Many times it's in the solar plexus or the heart because those are, um, you know, can be the sacral, but a lot of times it's the solar plexus because that's your power center or the heart because a lot of heartbreak happens in that heart. So when you feel the energy in your body, you ask where it is. And then you ask, what is the foundation of it? So you ask, what is the emotion of that? What is the foundation of that emotion? And there should be a word that pops up. And then you ask, what is the very first time I ever felt this way? And just breathe into it. And a memory or a person might show up. And then just ask, how do I let this go? You know, what is my ability to let this go? And just start breathing and start releasing the energy. So you're going to take some really deep breath, deep breaths. And you're going to ask for assistance. So ask for divine energy, angelic energy. Just help me let this go. Help me to release this from my body. Release this from my field. Release this from my neural pathways. And release this from my stories and the energy that I, that I walk around with. And just keep breathing it out. Nice deep breaths, breathing it out. You may cry. Uh, you may need to journal some. 
But this is the process of starting to awaken, starting to let this stuff out of your body so it's no longer trapped within it and just allowing you to release so that you can open up your throat chakra so you can start speaking your truth so that you can start really living a life that is great, greater potential, a life that is of fulfillment, a life that is of using your passion and your gifts. Listen, if your throat chakra is shut down, if your heart is shut down, if your you know internal body is shut down because you're holding all these emotions in and trying to act like a happy person, you are not serving anyone and you are especially not serving yourself. So it's time to go within and do this work and connect with the energy that's in your body and release it so that you can start creating new belief systems. I am a powerful creator is an awesome thing to say to yourself every day. I am a powerful creator. And if you see a lot of stuff going down that is not optimal, you are creating it. So you have to start detaching from de-identifying from those dramatic stories, from being that drama queen, from being that victim, and start stepping into I am a powerful creator. I can focus on what I want. And when I focus on what I want, that is what I can create more of. I want to love. I want to appreciate. I want to feel joy. I want to be in the energy of all of it. So um, that's my show for today. That little trauma exercise. I'm going to go more into depth on that when we start getting into the VIP group, because that's the work that I do in my other groups that I've found is super beneficial in allowing people to not only release trauma, but to create new identities. So when after you do the little exercise of breathing and journaling, it's asking yourself, who do I want to be? What do I want to create from? And how do I do more of that? That's identity creation. And it is very powerful stuff. So I love you all. I'm going to put that link at the bottom to be a subscriber. Please share the show. It's really cool what's happening. My Live Life Golden page on Facebook grew by like 25 in like three days. So I know people are sharing this, which is so cool. But share the show. And if you can give me a review on Spotify, um, I did post those um, instructions, but you can just Google it, how to review on Spotify. It really helps move it up. And when it gets moved up, then more people get to hear it. And that's what's really going to help it grow and help this information to get out so we can live in a society of people that are whole and healed and not living in their traumas. You know, so it's very powerful stuff. Um, also, YouTube, I think it's just comments. I don't think you can review on YouTube. The comments might move it up. I'm not really sure. Uh, but if you have read Quantum Speak and you want to review on Amazon, that would be really awesome because that also will help Quantum Speak move up. If you haven't read Quantum Speak, you can get it on Amazon. There's also Quantum Speak for Parents, or you can message me, livelifegolden at Gmail. Um, and you can also message me questions if you're working on stuff because I'm going to answer that stuff on the show and I'm going to help people um, gain new perspectives on stuff they're working on. Cause that's part of, you know, how I create from content. So I love you all. I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation together and, um, peace.